Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So and we're live. <laughs> we, we were all just chatting behind the scenes, talking maintenance. We're like, shoot, we actually got to go live. Hi, everyone. Hi. Welcome, welcome to Weigh In Wednesdays. Uh, let me get my buttons out of the way. I, is this not your favorite thing to do now? I love this. Yeah. I love the whole conversation. Um, I, I could not wait all week to jump back in here and talk maintenance. It's just like renewed my whole sense of like everything. It's not even about losing your weight anymore. It's like getting to maintenance, you know, like that's the new mm -hmm. Disneyland is getting to maintenance. Um, okay. So um, how are you ladies doing? Good. good. Feel good. Yeah. It's raining here today, but I feel good. <laughs> I know. Right. It's raining here too. And I kind of feel a little headachy and a little just kind of uh, not so great. Mm -hmm. I just want to lie in bed with like a bag of chips and wine, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, know I, uh, no, I feel great. I'm so excited to be having this conversation. I think, you know, I've, I've been reflecting over the last two and I'm like, you know, because I'm kind of still on the fence and where yeah. I'm at, like I'm, yeah. I'm kind of there, but I'm not confidently in maintenance. I feel like I'm learning so much just by chatting it out and really seeing what people's questions are. They're so similar to what my questions are or yeah. like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's really, it's really nice to see that kind of like to be part of this whole new community that's supporting yeah. me in this part of my journey, you know, it's really nice. Yeah. I, I, we were just talking to you before, um, what you said, Anna, about chatting it out. And we were talking about how, how do we help members build the trust in themselves that they can do yeah. this? Right. And I really feel like these conversations every week coming on here and listening and being able to engage, I think that's really going to help them and know that it just takes a little bit of time, you know, yeah. like that's not, it's not going to happen overnight. You just came off this journey of yeah. losing your weight, you know, yeah. that you put all that time into, this is just going to take a little bit more time, but it'll come like that trust will come. Um, and that calmness, we've talked about calmness every single week since we started, but I really, carry on. yeah, I just think these chats every week, talking it out, listening to me, listening to Gina, listening to Anna, I think it's really going to help you know, help everybody, um, just find that, find that space that they're, they're so yeah, because members, for. members get so good at trusting themselves while they're losing. And it's like, yeah. they have to learn to trust themselves all over again. When it comes to maintenance, you said like, was it last week? You said when people are losing, they fester in their funk. And when people mm -hmm. are maintaining, they can fester in their fear. My head was just like, ah, <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it's so true. Okay. So let's get into our questions today. Um, what should we do? Um, can self, let's start with the second one. Can self-sabotage happen even in maintenance? Yeah. So a hundred percent, it can, it's a real thing. And I think this is for me, you know, being in maintenance this long, I, I think it's almost the self-sabotage is twofold. I think it does exist for real. I think, you know, you've, you want to reward yourself. You've done all this hard work. You don't, you don't want to put any more time in. You're done with the program. You know, you want to just live your life and you, you don't want to do, um, you know, this, this little bit more work. Yeah. Um, and you, I think like we talk about, there is a real fear of trusting yourself too, right? That's a, another form of self-sabotage. What I find interesting that I've been reading with a lot of our members, that there's almost a perception 
of self-sabotage. So they're coming off this weight loss journey where they have just been all in, they've maximized, they've done everything, they've done all the things. And now that they're in maintenance and they're trying to keep status quo, the comments now are like, I'm not getting all my water in my sleep. I'm not maximizing my sleep. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. So now that they don't feel like they're maximizing to chase the number, they feel like they're not doing enough. And that Mm -hmm. I think in itself is a form of self-sabotage. Like I'm not doing enough. So I must not be doing it right. Where it's okay to not be maximizing and chasing that number. Let's just settle down and have, you know, a bit of status quo here and see how we're reacting without maximizing. I think that's the perception that we just, you know, I want to make sure people know it's okay to not be maximizing, chasing that number. I'm just so excited here because you know, there's like, you know, there's, (laughs) um, there's people who keep creating drama in their lives. Yeah. I think because they get used to functioning in their lives and there's always something and boom, dun, dun, blah, blah, blah. So the minute there's like things calm down, it's almost unnerving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they go and they create more drama because that's what feels normal. It's almost like the cadence that they're used to living their lives. So when things are going great, they're waiting for that next shoe to drop. So they're almost creating that next shoe. You know what I mean? So it's almost like, and I call it like slowing your roll. You have to kick it down a notch. Like you're functioning up here to mm-hmm. a Metallica song while you're yes. doing all the things, maximizing, drinking my water, blah, 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 blah. You work so hard to get there. And then you think in maintenance, you got to keep that same cadence, that same like pace going at the do all the things. You know, you don't have to do all of the things when it comes to maintenance. That's the whole thing. Even if you're repeating the process for the sake of maintaining your weight, you're kind of just like chilling, like you're being mindful to do the things to help level up your health and wellness, but not with the same kind of intensity that you needed to do it when you're losing. So it could be, you're right. People are, people are not like keeping that same pace going. So then they feel like they're not doing everything they're doing. Mm -hmm. So then they're not trusting what they're doing. So then they think that they're not doing the things that they're doing. And then that ends up causing problems when chances are you're doing everything just fine. Yeah. You're doing what you need to be doing at this point. You're not chasing the scale. So, and then you don't want to think like, oh, I'm self-sabotaging. I might as well quit, you know, because I'm not doing all the things. No, like this is, you are doing exactly what you need to be doing. You're here, you're showing up, you're, you're checking in, you know, you're exactly where you need to be. So don't let that, you know, coming off that, you know, hardcore ride of losing weight you know, really cloud where you are right now. I I was just going to say, we have to always also remember about our whole weight loss mentality. Like how long have we all been losing weight? So it's kind of unnerving to be in a place where you're like, am I really here? Like I've been literally chasing this dragon since day one, you know, like for as long as I can remember, I've been looking to lose weight and now I'm here. Like what's like, it's, it's like the impossible and you're like waiting for the shoe to drop, right? Like you're waiting yeah. for something to happen yes. where, mm. you know, this is where this is our job to be like, nothing's going to happen. Like, keep going, you know, like solidify your weight and live your life, have your chips and wine, you know, when you're not feeling at your hundred percent, you know, later on when you're, you're, you've solidified your weight. Like that's the thing is that I think we're always trying to, to, we've always been trying. So it's so hard to stop. So you have to start thinking about other things and how to optimize your life in a different way. And, you know, how to, how to, you know, maximize in a different way. Cause you're done this part, this part, you've done it. Like be proud of yourself, you know, and start moving forward to what's next. 
it's almost like that self-fulfilling prophecy. People are so fearful of gaining weight back that they end up, do you know what I mean? Being so fearful about it that they gain the weight back, you know? Um, yeah, because I, I totally get that. I just, I'm sort of a little bit um, sidetracked with Christine. Can you speak about when you think it's safe to purchase new clothes? I know that some people reach their goal and then decide to go further. Also, can we can we fit our low? Can we hit our low and then the scale go up five pounds or so? So, so the thing is, is when you are focused on losing weight, you you're you're focused on seeing your lowest low, and that's not how you want to live your life. So you you have to be prepared for your weight to go up about five pounds. You didn't gain five pounds. That's just normal water retention. You know what I mean? Not just not yeah. super mindful of doing all the things and maximizing your efforts. To our point, what we're just talking about, taking a more relaxed approach and just kind of living your life. But man, I like my weight goes up like up and down ten pounds a month. Like I got look at me. I got my period so bad. Like now, like look at this. Like yeah, these are my big mama jeans. I just put my big mama jeans on. I'm shooting. You should see me. I'm shooting fitness videos. My gut's hanging out. Do I care? No. <laughs> but then, and then, you know, like three days from now, these are going to be hanging off me. I'm going to have a saggy butt. And Tony's going to be like, what's with your big saggy butt jeans? You know? <laughs> so I'm just kind of like, that. It, that's, that's really normal. So, but, but what, what I was, what's interesting here is the word safe. Like when is mm-hmm. it safe to do that? When am I going to be okay? When I can, when can I take a deep breath? When can I relax about all of it? Right. Like, that's I think, question. I think when you're overweight, especially like, I don't know, I can only speak for being hundred pounds overweight to where I was, you know, where, when I was overweight, I didn't feel those fluctuations. So how you say, like something you said last week really resonated with me was that you have pants in all different sizes. And I'm really realizing that in this new body, because back then I was always a double XL. Like there wasn't even a question about it. It doesn't matter if it was a big day or a small day or how I felt or my period. I was always that, right? So I think it's really hard for us to understand that. So when is it just a medium? Like, I think that we need to find Mm -hmm. a sense of calm in this space because that's resonated with me. I can imagine that, that, you know, resonated with others. We need to find a sense of calm of knowing that there are going to be natural fluctuations. And because we don't have that massive amount of weight left on us, we're going to feel the fluctuation. So we have to embrace that and be calm with that as well, right? Yeah, because the fear isn't the five pounds. The fear is gaining back the 50 pounds. Yeah, and feeling like your old self, going right back to where you started. You feel like you're always going to go back. You're all like, oh my God, like, I don't want to go back there. And you're just like, you're not going back there. You're just a little bloated today. You had a lot of salt or like what you have your period or whatever, you know, but it's hard for us to understand. For me, it is for sure. So then where's the line between like getting to a place where you got to check yourself and wreck yourself and just kind of being okay. Do you know what I mean? Where's, where's that line? Because you do have to kind of sometimes step in and check yourself before you wreck yourself. You don't gain, it's one thing to have your weight fluctuate and I'm, I'm just a big fluctuator, but you don't gain 20 pounds back and not notice. So where is that learning to be calm And then also, I guess, being aware, like you have to know when you're eating the things and not implementing back on track and being like, oh, I'll do back on track tomorrow, back on track the next day. And you know what I mean? Like you have to be, I think, aware of what's happening so you don't end up gaining that 20 pounds back. Let's talk about that because Mm -hmm. I think that's what people want to know. What, What do I need to do to not gain the weight back? How do I know when it is time to be fearful that I'm gaining the weight back? 
I think really continuing to be in tune. I mean, we always go back to mindfulness and being in tune. And like you said, you don't gain 20 pounds back and not notice, but you also don't gain five or 10 pounds back and not notice, you know? So I think it's really having that, um, that wherewithal and, and knowing yourself and being in tune, like, Hey, I, I need to like really recognize what I'm doing here. Maybe you're going to continue some of those habits that you started in weight loss. Are you journaling still? Like, are you, you know, saying, oh, I had this today and, or I've had this for two weeks and now I'm not feeling great. I need to, you know, check myself at this point. I yeah. think it really comes back to just being in tune. And we always talk about that mindfulness is, you know, it's forever, yeah. you know, it's not the same yeah. for mindfulness questions is forever, but it yeah. really is staying in tune. So not, not letting go of that, not letting go of that process or that habit. You know, we've, we've worked so hard to get that habit and ingrain it, like don't let it go now. And, and don't, if you feel like you have um, gained five pounds or 10 pounds of real weight, don't let that um, be your end game. Like that, it doesn't have to be the the stopping point like oh I've gained these 10 pounds back what's the point no it's not you're not a lost cause because those five or ten pounds have come back you can always you have the tools to to you know bring it back you really you have the habits you have the tools you have the support you know don't think you're a lost cause and and you know just be in tune continue to be in tune let's talk about that because I noticed a couple of people were asking I went away my weight is up I feel like I gained five pounds back 10 pounds back what do I do and and this is the thing like you don't need to sign up for another program your body doesn't want this fat any more than you do obviously you are implementing some habits that are making the body feel like you know maybe you're skipping your meals and snacks again maybe your stress levels are through the roof maybe you you know you're whatever is happening um you know you don't have to go and do the whole program again weight that comes on fast will come off just a fat just as fast most of it is probably just not even real weight gain to begin with so that's why if you're mindful of just how you feel rather than actually what's happening on the scale you start to feel kind of bloated and gross and off and uncomfortable and all those things like that's the beauty of being so in tune when you mm-hmm. are feeling amazing you feel rock star amazing when you feel even slightly off you feel like balls right so this is where you need to say to yourself okay I need to do something about this, but it's not like you have to go and do these big things and and do a whole weight loss program. Again, this is where you need to start personalizing the plan. You know, you need to start doing the things that you need to do to help your body release that fat. If you feel like it actually gained, gained it, you know, drink that water, get to bed early, you know, clean up your meals and snacks. Like, you know what you need to do. You Mm -hmm. don't need to do, go and do a whole weight loss program over again. You know, like basically when you do the program, by the time you get to personalizing the plan, and you know what your body needs to get and keep that scale moving. So if you are in a situation where you actually did gain weight back, you just got to like be in tune to that and get back to personalizing the plan by maximizing your efforts and doing all the things and then just helping your body release that fat. Like it really is as simple as mm-hmm. that. It really is as simple as that. Like we had that, co- we had this conversation um, amongst the team. I, I was like, I want to tell this member, you know, she's like, what do I do? And I want to say to her, you know what to do. Like, like ah. you, know, you know what to do, but you know, like, yes, it, because it's true. You'd like, you just said, you do know what to do. You, you have all the tools, you know how to make it happen. We're here to support you and remind you that you know what to do, yes. but you really do. And that again, it comes right back to that, you know, trusting yourself, you know what to do. So, and that again, comes in time. Right. And, yeah. and that's the thing with trusting yourself. It's so important because like, if you're talking about that member that was talking about when is it safe to buy clothes, if you're 
if you don't feel safe to buy clothes, do you trust yourself that you're not going to yes. go back there? Like yeah. that's yeah. when we go back to last week, what you said, Odette, about like the, the difference of why in maintenance, right? Like you still need to believe that you're going to keep the weight off. Like you can't just go in and be like, ah, I'm a lost cause. Just like you said, you know what I yeah. mean? Drop the towel and be done. I knew I, it. I knew it. Yeah. I, I called it from day one, you know, yeah. no, you still have to believe that you're going to keep this off. And in order to keep it going, like you, you need that. You need to remember, you can't put your blinders on and be like, that's it. It's not working. Like, oh, well, it's another failed diet. Like yeah. this is, this is big. You have the tools, trust your body, buy the clothes, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And use the tools that you have. You know why, and you should know, like when you talk about, um, um, you know, when do you check yourself before you wreck yourself? I mean, you know, did you have a whole bunch of salty food the day before? What did you do the day before? What's happening? Like what brought this on? It's not like you, you not only don't notice, or you, of course, you're going to notice 20 pounds on, but you're also going to notice as you're making those choices to get those 20 pounds on. And that's where we really need to like, be honest with ourselves and yeah. be like, what did we do to get here? Did, is it just because I had sushi last night, super late, you know, stayed out with friends and had a whole bunch of soy sauce and my weight's up? Or is it because I've made poor choices for the last two months? Like, let's yeah. be honest with ourselves here, yeah. right? Yeah, and let's also cut ourselves some slack because when I when I talk about these things, you have to remember, like I lost my weight 30 years ago. I, I've been maintaining my weight for 30 years, you know? So I, I obviously I'm super calm about it, but it can take you a while to, to get to that place, just because you've reached your goal physically doesn't mean that the work that you need to do mentally to kind of work through that and work through your fears and work through, do you know what I mean? And really get to that truly calm place, like that keep calm and carry on. We love that. We love to have goals and strive for things, but that might not happen for you for a while. Like it might take you months. It might even take you a couple of years to get to that place where mentally you're really like, wow, I just kind of just doing my thing and haven't even thought about, I remember there was a time it hit me because I used to that that space in your brain what am I going to eat what am I not going to eat why do I eat this why do that like even when you're in maintenance you're still a bit consumed with that and I remember thinking oh wait a sec like where to go like I, I remember I was like where where like it was like all of a sudden I noticed this quietness in my brain and I was like what the, it's, it's gone. Like it's gone. I don't remember the timeline of it, but I, I remember that feeling hitting me and being like, I haven't done that. And I was trying to think when was the last time I did that, you know? So it's just something that if you just, if you're continuing to be mindful and the more in tune you are with your body, it's just, you're going to get to that place where you are super calm. Some of you might be getting, giving, putting yourselves under that pressure to, to, to be there, you know, like, cause I keep saying that's the goal physically, mm -hmm. you know, lose your weight in a way mentally get to this calm place, but that calm place can definitely be a work in progress. I want to read, um, Carrie said here, I'm just eating off plan, uh, food. I'm eating, I'm just eating off plan food more often than not. And that's why my weight is up those five, 10 pounds. Personalizing the plan is the ticket for me. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm eating all the fucking things. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I got to like, get back at it and I think you're gonna have seasons in your life when you do this like maybe in the winter time and holiday season and all of that and you know what I mean but the, the the goal is not to go to that same place where you feel like you need to starve yourself deprive yourself lose this weight put that pressure on yourself and you just kind of get to a place where you laugh at yourself and you're like okay Gina like time to clean mm -hmm. it up you know you know what I mean um 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, I also want to talk, uh, where am I here? I know that too many bites of bits of sugar lead me to overeat and feel like crap. I've stabilized my weight for almost four months now. So that's the real work. Yeah. Like just recognizing, you know, your issues that you're dealing with or, you know, what you're working through. Okay. So let's, um, here's Jennifer, regardless, regarding five pounds of fluctuation versus check yourself before you wreck yourself. For me, it's awareness, eating the things for pleasure and fun versus eating my feelings or stress eating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's that, that's that, like you said, that awareness and that calmness, like I'm going to have this, I'm going to enjoy it, Mm. but I'm not eating it because I, I'm, you know, I'm down on myself or because I don't deserve to feel good. I'm, so I'm going to just eat this anyways. No, I enjoy it. I like it. I'm going to have it. I know it's not going to make or break and I'm going to move on from it. I think that it does, it does take time. She said four months, I think she'd say four months. Yeah. That she was been doing this and you know, that's maybe that this is, you know, her stepping into her finally and forever. And it's, you know, that timeline is different for everybody, but yeah, it's just that calmness, just enjoy it. And, and having that awareness is, is huge. Yeah. I think also having the awareness of, yeah, what, what the member before um, Jennifer said about the sugar, you have it and then you want it again, like being aware that that's actually like your body's response. And that doesn't mean that you need it. And it doesn't mean that you're going to enjoy it the second time around, you know, and maybe you choose to have it a week in a row or whatever the case may be, but understanding that there is something to be said of that. If you're having it, it's going to want, like your body's going to ask for it. If it's something that's, you know, become a bit of a routine, right? Yeah. Listen to Anne. So much of the last 40 years for me has been handing the reins to Weight Watchers. Trusting myself and believing in my abilities is an ongoing work in progress. I feel like I'm getting closer all the time. Yeah. Big. Can you see my goosebumps from there? Too. I don't know, I don't know if you can see them. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So, so yeah. true. So true. It's a whole yeah. lifetime of handing handing that over to somebody else and now finally taking it back. Right. Yeah. Or working through it outside of yourself, counting, weighing, measuring, you know, you know, as opposed to pulling it inside and really trusting. Um, The next question is, what does introducing Mm -hmm. new foods look like? 
So let's go, let's go through finally and forever the stages. So four stages, and we're going to do a whole post on this for you guys. So the first stage of finally and forever is reaching your goal. And you do that, you've lost the weight. So you've done that. The, the next stage is solidifying the weight that you've lost. So putting a couple months in status quo, whether you're personalizing the plan or repeating the process, allowing your body time to get used to your new weight, really minimizing any indulgences. And then the next one is really I can't getting to trust yourself. This is like, you know, starting to have those indulgences and adding those things back in and starting to just kind of relax a little bit on being mindful of the things that you're doing. And I think that's the time when you kind of want to start adding them in, you know, mm -hmm. Um, and then there's that, you know, once you kind of trust yourself a little bit more, and this, this could be a week for someone, it could be a year for someone else, you know? Um, and then you get to that point, maybe where that's where that clicks and you realize you're not thinking about things anymore. And it's just second nature that wake up, look good, feel good. Like, I don't know, really know what the timeline is on those last two, but to, to the, to the question, what does it, what does introducing new foods look like? What does that look like? I guess it would be different for everybody, for everybody. Yeah, I yeah. think, I think it's different for everybody. I think what's in, what's important here too is, so not introducing new foods because you feel like you have to, you know, mm -hmm. like, I think yes. that you're like, it's, it's Ooh. Friday night. I am in testing the waters. So I probably should have whatever food you took out, pizza, pasta, whatever it might be. I, because I should have it. I'm going to have it like be in tune. Like, do you really want it? You know, maybe you don't even want it, even though you feel oh, like you can, good point. you know, so really just, you know, think about that too. So introducing new foods is yes, putting them in if you want to, not because you mm -hmm. have to. And then how do you feel after you do, you know, do you, are you happy you had it? Do you feel sick because mm -hmm. you had it? You mm -hmm. know, maybe it's one of those things that that's really where the testing the water comes from, like, you know, really being in tune to if you even want it in the first place, and then how does it make you feel? And do you want to keep feeling like that? Or do you want to, you know, feel differently? And maybe that'll, maybe that will, um, you know, make your decision for you next time when it's, when it's put in front of you. So I think it's really yeah. that choice, knowing you have that choice that you don't have to, but you can, if you want to. Because I think some people have this, well, I'm going to, I can't wait to eat pizza again. Mm. I can't wait to have pasta again. I keep coming back to that freaking hoagie. <laughs> no, the, ho the yeah. hoagie conversation um, where you eat the thing and you're like, oh, I, I don't feel good from eating the thing. Well, that thing never made you feel good. Like nobody ever felt no one ate, no one ever ate a Big Mac and said, wow, I feel mm -hmm. so good after yeah. that. Big Mac. Like, yes. Oh my God. This is so good. This is delicious. But then like, as soon as you're done eating it, don't we all just go like, oh, Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, like nobody ever felt good eating that. And whether you've lost your weight or not, that, you know what I mean? You, 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 you never felt good eating it. You never will feel good eating it. I'm saying the same thing with pasta. I just, I don't feel good after I eat. I don't know whether it's the gluten. I don't know. I don't even care. I just know that whenever I eat pasta, even if it's the most delicious pasta and I enjoy eating it, I always feel awful afterwards. So I think some people are, sometimes people are glorifying, like, I can't wait to eat the pizza mm -hmm. thing and whatever. Yes. And then you have these grandiose ideas of adding them back in. And then you realize like, oh, you know, it wasn't yeah. so great or okay. It's yummy. I remember had one, one client Scott was like, I still love the pizza. I have the pizza. It's still great. I love the pizza. I want I to love eat pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, can you eat it and enjoy it? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, there you go. Maybe, maybe in maintenance, you might have the pizza and still have some leafy greens with it or yes. something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it is about glorifying, isn't it? Like it's, I felt like that even in my weight loss journey. And now as I'm moving forward, it's like, 
you're you're like, oh, I really want that chocolate. Oh, I'm not going to have it today. I'll have it on the weekend. Ah, maybe not on this weekend. Maybe I'll have it next weekend. By the time you have it, sometimes you're like, I just want it because I've been anticipating it for so long. <laughs> and then I just put my blinders on. Don't figure out how I feel. Totally don't take the lesson and just shove the chocolate in my mouth, right? And that's where we need to understand, even if you are in that second phase of maintenance, like sometimes you just have to have the thing, right? It's the same thing that you always say in weight loss. Like don't glorify it because glorifying it in your own mind also is going to shut down all the senses in your body because you're just going to be like, I'm ignoring everything because I love this, you know what I mean? And that's it. So I think there's definitely something to be said about that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just, because you got me on this book, Atomic Habits. It talks about here, like part of habit is reward and it's not even having the thing. It's the anticipation. Yeah of actually having the thing, you know, like, and people do have the wherewithal, if you're maintenance, you have the wherewithal to say like, why do I even, do I really want this thing? Or do I just like the idea of having it? Or is it mm-hmm. now I can actually have it? Or am I like, am I in a state of being fearful of gaining my weight back? So now I'm doing the things that I know I'm going to lead to that. And then maybe getting into that self-fulfilling prophecy of like gaining my way back, you know, well, I knew it was going to happen. Well, yeah, but also like, you know what you need to do to not make that happen. So, you know, maybe it comes down to why, why do you want the thing in the first place? Yes. And, mm-hmm. and what are you doing with that? Like when you actually do have the thing, like, what are you doing with that? Are you learning from it? What do you like? Did you really love it? Did you want it again? Like oftentimes I'll have something and then I have it like I, I never want it again. So I might as well have just had it, not anticipated it at all, and just moved forward. You know, I just yeah. it's the whole anticipation I think is really messes. I know for me it it messes me up because then I'm like, and that's the thing with the introducing new foods. Like, did you just have the chocolate bar or did you have a chocolate bar? And then because you had the chocolate bar, you're like, fuck it, I'll have the chips mm-hmm. and I'll have the pizza and I'll have this. And then then we have another layer, right? So just to answer the, what, what does introducing new foods look like? It looks like you learning even more about your body and how you'll react because sometimes Mm -hmm. I will feel like I'm super calm, but then I look back and I'm like, oh no, actually like, like most, you know what I'm at, I'm at a place, I think just really recently where I really am calm, but I did find there was a lot of times where I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to have the thing. I'm choosing to have the thing. Don't berate yourself, whatever, go on with it. And then I have it and then I realize, okay, I, I've still got mental, like that mental portion still to work on. You know what I mean? Because then I'm like, okay, well, I had the thing. So now I'm anticipating having another thing. And then I'm like, oh, well, who cares? I'm just gonna have another thing. And like, you have to be really careful. So it's all about the holistic view of it. How does your body react? But how does your mind react? How does your justification system react? You know what I mean? All that stuff. That's what you're really learning about yourself. New data, right? Mm. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, you know, like I'm trying to think of like, how do I eat now? Like it's very low stress. I don't really think about it. You know, like usually I like Tony will be like, do would you want anything for breakfast? Or he'll make mm-hmm. something, you want some of this. And I'll just be like, oh yeah, okay. I'll have something. Or I'll like, oh, I'm really hungry. I got to eat this. I'm, I'm trying to think of a situation like yesterday, my, my kids were around the table and I, I don't know what I was looking for. I was putting, oh, I, my kid was making patties. So I was putting them back in the freezer. And then I saw this ice cream sandwich. And I was like, oh, I didn't know he had those ice cream. It was the last one in the box. And, you know, 
they don't yeah, stick yeah. around in this house. No. Mm-hmm. And, and it was even gluten-free. I don't know who bought the gluten-free ice cream sandwiches. Tony bought them for my <laughs> daughter. At Tony. Because um, uh, I have one kid who, you know, has some issues. And so I thought, mm, and I'm going to eat that. I didn't want it, but I just knew this was my one chance. I knew that if I didn't eat this ice cream sandwich now, I wasn't going to get to eat an ice cream sandwich. It was being gone in a heartbeat. And literally, I was like, oh, I opened it up. And then everyone's like, Tony was like, oh, there's an ice cream sandwich. That's my kid was like, oh, there's an ice cream sandwich. And I'm like, get away, fuckers. It's my ice cream sandwich. And then I opened it up and I took a bite. And the minute I did, I was like, I don't even want this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want it. I don't even want it. But then I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to eat this ice cream sandwich. And then I was like, I slowed myself down. And then I was like, I enjoy, I ate it. And it probably taken me 15 minutes to eat it. And I took every bite and mm. I really enjoyed it. Like I was just like, I didn't initially, I took it for a reason other than actually wanting it. I realized as soon as I started eating it, I didn't want it at all. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to eat it. And I really took the time to enjoy it. And then when I was done, I was like, that was really good. Mm-hmm. So like, how fucked up is that? Like in a sense, like, <laughs> again, I'm, I'm summarizing all the different emotions, but I'm just analyzing it that right now, you know? So sometimes you you're eating the thing out of habit or you're eating the thing for another reason. And then you decide you don't want it, which you don't have to eat it. Or then you can decide actually you're going to eat it and you're going to enjoy it. But I think the biggest thing about it is I didn't think about it until literally this moment, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, it's just sort of like, I, other than like, that's probably the most stress that I had about my food all day yesterday. It's probably the most stress I've had about all week long. Um, what about you? Oh, dad, I know we're short on time. I got to go, but like, what's, what is like eating like normally? What is that for you? Mm-hmm. Um, eating normally for me is, I mean, I have a family, so that, you know, I often, I'm the one making dinner for, you know, kids and husband, we really don't eat differently. Um, you know, I have growing teenagers, so I, you know, cook meals for them. But when I sit down to eat with them, I don't feel like I have to eat differently for them. I, if there's something that I've made that I want to have, I will have it. Um, you know, there's always that feeling of how is this going to make me feel if I eat this, you know, does it smell delicious? Am I eating it because I have to, because it's in front of me or am I eating it because I want to eat it? Um, so really day to day, I'm just eating what I feel like I want to eat. Um, but I'm also super in tune with how, what I'm with, what I'm eating, how it's going to make me feel later on. Like today, it's funny. You said that, you know, being conscious this morning, I woke up, I don't know why I woke up so early. I set my alarm way too early and I went to um, make um, the kids lunches and they were having bacon in their sandwiches. And I opened it. I'm like, Oh, this bacon looks really good. You know, do I, do I want this? You know, do I want to have this part of my breakfast this morning? And I took a bite and I was like, I, why am I eating this? I'm only eating this because it smells good. I don't yeah. want it. And I know it's going to make me feel not great. So I like had a bite and I put it away, yeah. you know, but some days I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh, I really want this, you know, whatever it is, bacon or whatever, and just eat it. Yeah. And that was like the, the exact experience I had this morning was like, do I want this? I do want this until I ate it. I'm like, no, I don't want this. And I, and I put it away. And that's really an ongoing thing day to day. You know, and I sit down if I want to eat what's in front of me, you know, or part of what's there, then I do that. And, you know, that, that's a conscious choice I make. Yeah. yeah. So it's not, it's not a black and white thing. I think. What no, it, I, I think <laughs> it, it, it's not black and white and every day is different too. Right. So it, it is different, but it's also just, we were talking, we said that word awareness today already. Like it's really yeah. having an awareness of, you know, what's going on um, 
with you and, and with your mind and what you're thinking in that moment for sure. Yeah. And where, like where you're at, right. And where I you're at. Everyone's at like yeah. different, you know, different um, places in their journey. And I think that even when you get to that, like finally and forever, wake up, look good, feel good. You're still going to like be mindful. That's the thing that never stops. And, and to my point about that ice cream sandwich, like I don't really ever think about food. I'm either just mm-hmm. going to eat it, not going to eat it, whatever. Um, and, you know, there, there are kind of just explained in that situation and kind of just how my mind is working but I there was no stress involved mm-hmm. in that and I, I think maybe that's that thing is when you're eating the things and not stressed about eating the things when you're waking up every day and not mm-hmm. stressed about what you're eating or not eating maybe with our focus on calm getting to that calm place is really getting to that place where you're not stressed about any of the decisions that you're making when it comes to what you're eating or not eating maybe yeah I think it's not feeling stressed, but it's being just like an awareness. Like you just, you know how you're feeling in that moment. Yeah. What are you going to say? I was going to say, I, you know, we spend some time on the phone once in a while and (laughs) I've heard you ask for food. Like, let's say somebody's making something. Oh, can I get you something? Or you're maybe at a drive-thru and you're like, oh, can I get you something or something? And you're on the phone or whatever, and you're, you're ordering. And I, I realized this. And now that we're talking about it, I'm like, reliving it a little bit, having those phone conversations with you. And I, I noticed that you'll always pause and you'll be like, yeah, I'll go for a croissant today or whatever. And it it doesn't seem to be like, because of routine, it doesn't seem to be because you want it. Like that's because Mm -hmm. that's what you like on the menu. It -hmm. seems to be random every day. Like it doesn't seem to have like a rhyme or a reason. And I think that it has a lot to do with the fact of that you do pause and you're like, what do I want? What yeah. is appealing mm-hmm. to me? Nah, yeah. I don't actually don't want breakfast today. No biggie. Like, don't even think about it, but you think about it. It's almost yeah. like those four questions that you think about for so long and then you just don't think about it. And that just becomes part of your routine, part of your habit, right? So interesting. Yes. That is, now you point that mm-hmm. out, that is me being like, mm, do I really want that? So when mm-hmm. I open my fridge, if I'm kind of hungry, I'm like, I immediately just go like, okay, do I want fruit? Do I want protein? Do I want carbs? Do I want whatever? Like, and just happens so fast in my brain that I cycle through it. And I'm like, oh, I want that. And then sometimes I'll be like, ah, oh, I'm not, I'll just, you know what? I don't know. So I'm going to drink my water and that'll be the end of it. Ah, I could talk about this all day, but we got to go. Our time is out. My goodness. Okay. Come on. I just feel like we're starting this conversation. Like, no, ah, I, know. I love it so much. So um, thanks for everyone who showed up. Um, we had quite the audience today. Julie, Carrie Ann, Monique, Christine, Lori, Marcy, Carol, Julie, uh, thanks everyone for showing up. Again, we want this to be as interactive as possible. So if you can't make it and join us live on Wednesdays at 4 p.m., please let us know the kind of things that you want to talk about. We would love to have a whole list of all the different things that you want us to weigh in on. We also got to bring on some members. We have to have some members. I know a few of them reached out and said, so let's start reaching out. Let's have some of our amazing members join us. Um, Thanks, ladies. We are out of time. Uh, Thanks for another great conversation. Until next time. Oh, Dad, quickly, what we got come up in the in the group this week? Uh, so this week, um, so tomorrow we actually have a uh, more of a sciency post, but not sciency, but we're talking about um, the vagus nerve and how oh, it's yes. your, yeah, your body's yes, yeah, love it, stressor and how to tap into it. And then okay. with Halloween coming, um, oh yeah, oh shit, yeah, yeah. Oh, so we're gonna talk about that. I know ah! we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about how we're gonna talk about that, but we're. <laughs> But on Friday, we're going to um, give you some tips on how to use all that good stuff inside of the pumpkin. Oh, okay. So nothing, so nothing goes to waste. And then next week, actually, we were super excited about next week. We have our first um, guest expert coming on. So yes, yes. We want to 
dangle the carrot if we want to tell them who it is but yeah no julia glowinski uh, she's a sleep, sleep expert you some of you might know her from the group she's going to come on talk sleep since we're doing is the time change this weekend it's this weekend isn't it uh it's next weekend i think next weekend okay yeah okay. next saturday night yeah okay perfect so she's coming on so she yeah. can give us tips on how to navigate that because i'm tired already just yeah it's coming on tuesday yeah tuesday and then we'll be back on Wednesday to weigh in. So hold off on eating all that Halloween candy until we have that covered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I joke. We're not worried about anyone. Uh, thanks, everyone, for another great uh, conversation. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next week. Everyone okay. have a great time. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.